Coming up, Universal Orlando officially announces the Jurassic World Velocicoaster, and Halloween is officially back, baby, on this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 274 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and we have some very exciting news for you this week at Universal Orlando Resort. So I'm not going to waste any time. Let's just jump right into it. First up, Universal Orlando has finally announced the Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Not only did we get the announcement, we also got the name. We got everything all in one. And we also got the opening date timeline, which will be summer 2021. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically since uh, it's been even before March, but uh, it really the construction picked up in March, but Universal has been building a roller coaster in the Jurassic Park section of Islands of Adventure, uh, right in the wide open where everyone could see it. And again, as the parks closed down due to COVID, the construction really ramped up, and then it felt like they upped the pace of construction even more once the parks reopened up, and we were all able to go to Universal Orlando and see the construction for our eyes and it just it came together so fast meanwhile universal completely ignored the fact that it was happening at all like on the universal orlando annual pass holder facebook group if you asked any questions about it talked about it uh, the responses that would come back were about how universal was building a churro stand and there was nothing to look at and it just became a huge inside joke and and it we never thought it was going to end. Honestly, it was, it was one of those situations where universal wasn't budging on it and it didn't seem like they were going to for a really long time. So when it was finally announced, that was a really big surprise. And it was officially announced on Monday. It was a uh, late in the day and Monday on the East coast time. It was around like five o'clock. I want to say, but the announcement first really dropped on Friday when Universal Orlando published a page on their website, or it was finally just discovered on their website uh, that had text about the Jurassic World Velocicoaster on it. So this has actually been a a reveal in progress, starting with, with the first announcement happening on September 25th, and then the extra update on the 20, 28th that was. But yeah, back on, on Friday the 25th, basically there was text published that said, step into Jurassic Park and stand in awe and wonder at a land transformed by science after 65 million years. But don't be deceived by the island's beauty because danger lurks behind every corner. Only here 
can you live the adventure of coming face to face with giant creatures of Earth's past, encounter raptors roaming every day, or take a daring raft expedition through jungles teeming with dinosaurs? For those brave enough to visit the raptor paddock, you may be able to carefully approach one of these deadly predators. Then feel the rush of the hunt as you race through the jungle alongside raptors on the Jurassic World Velocicoaster, a new species of roller coaster coming sup- summer 2021. I almost wanted to say September 2021 there, but that, of course, would make absolutely no sense. So that's what was posted on Friday. And then the official announcement ended up happening on Monday, uh, where they made a bigger deal about it. They released a a couple images of the attraction as well as a rendering, a POV rendering of of the attraction itself, which uh, for months there have been fan-made renderings of what the attraction will look like based on the blueprints. And those give you a better idea of what the attraction will actually look like versus Universal's quick little sizzle reel. But It is still very, very exciting, and it will end up being Florida's fastest and tallest launch coaster. So I'm going to read over a little bit of the press release before I share some of my thoughts with it. But uh, the Jurassic World Velocicoaster was concepted and designed by the award-winning Universal Creative Team in partnership with acclaimed filmmakers from Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment. And this new species of roller coaster touts a series of intense maneuvers that will send guests catapulting up to 70 miles per hour and more than 150 feet in the air with the swiftest of prehistoric predators. Of course, Jurassic World Velocicoaster will open up at Islands of Adventure, and it will be the world's first coaster based on the blockbuster franchise and will feature an original story that expands upon the thrills, dinosaurs, and environments fans have seen on the big screen. Guests will join the original cast of the films, Chris Pratt as Owen Grady, Bryce Dallas Howard as Claire Deering, and B.D. Wong as Dr. Henry Wu, as Jurassic World unveils the next evolution of its carnivore expansion, the Velocicoaster, where riders embark on a high-speed chase and feel the rush of the hunt while racing alongside a nimble Velociraptor pack. The Jurassic World Velocicoaster will raise the bar in extreme roller coaster design and become the ultimate experience for coaster enthusiasts and thrill seekers. Spanning more than 4,700 feet of track and reaching heights up to 155 feet, the coaster's signature maneuvers will have guests twisting and soaring above land, barrel rolling just inches above water, speeding through near misses and launches within the paddock, and more, with just a lap restraint holding them in place. Get ready to, and this is the part where I read pretty much a lot of stuff that I already said, but in different ways and with a couple extra details. You will accelerate through two pulse-pounding launches, the fastest reaching 70 miles per hour in 2.4 seconds. That is fast. Encounter a one-of-a-kind 360-degree barrel roll right above the Islands of Adventure Lagoon, and we've been able to see that barrel roll now for a long time. It looks awesome. I Honestly... You can see a little bit of it in like the pictures they released and then also in the POV video. But when you are standing at Islands of Adventure and you see how close that track is to the water, it is it's a little bit breathtaking. And that's what it looked like before they even added the vehicles onto the attraction, which of course they have and they've been doing some some of the clearance testing for a while. It's basically where they they run a car with uh, with 
extra additions all around it to make sure that it can clear everything that's up currently on the track so far but yeah it's uh with the addition of the car and then knowing how close it still is to the water it it's just really insane but i'll keep moving experience a zero gravity inverted stall that will send riders upside down across 100 feet of track in a jaw-dropping maneuver that is the first of its kind that sounds absolutely terrifying i'm all in for it go airborne during the towering top hat which propels riders 155 feet in the air and then immediately into an 80 degree drop universal's steepest drop yet embrace for a total of 12 heart pounding seconds of airtime the thrilling sensation of weightlessness riders feel when they're lifted from their seat throughout the entire adventure. The other interesting part about the press release that Universal sent out says that guests can also satisfy their cravings with all new delectable food items inspired by Isla Nubar. And I'm not sure if those will be coming or if they are already there and I'm really falling behind on checking out the menus. But I have a feeling that we are going to see a little bit of a revamp of the food. Who knows, maybe even some of the specialty drinks that they added when they redid Jurassic Park River Adventure out in California and they added like some of the tiki drinks with it and stuff. I, I don't know if that's what we're supposed to expect from this. But I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Uh, Jurassic World Velocicoaster is a really big deal. And so they need to roll out all of the stops for it. And I, for one, am just happy that at least for now, it seems like there will be a blend of Jurassic Park and Jurassic World together without necessarily needing to blend it all together into one property. I love our Jurassic Park River Adventure. I have only seen the videos of the one in Hollywood. I still haven't had a chance to experience it yet. Hopefully, when Hollywood reopens, I'll be able to see it sometime in the future. But just watching the videos of the the Jurassic World uh, attraction that that park has, I am not impressed as much as i i am with jurassic park river adventure here at universal orlando resort so i i would be happy even though it doesn't make that much sense to to keep a blend of jurassic world and jurassic park but we'll have to see what the long-term goals here are for the island for the most part but i'm i'm fine with the blend as long as we can keep river adventure how it is and all the little additions they made along the way like having blue be a part of the the raptor encounter and all the little baby raptors that they've added as well too everything they're doing is is correct in my opinion as long as they don't go start messing around with things that don't need changing I think one of the reasons I'm most excited about this announcement is solely because Universal really needed a replacement to the loss of Dragon Challenge. And I, I think I've been pretty honest about my my love of coasters. And I, I'm saying that in that way because I do love roller coasters, but I haven't always been necessarily a fan of the universal coasters i despise hollywood rip ride rocket i will ride the incredible hulk coaster but only if i'm in the front row that's the only row that i can actually i, I can do without getting completely dizzy and sick so i i don't love that attraction 
and I love Dragon Challenge and thought that both sides of the coaster were amazing. I preferred Ice over Fire, but they were both really great. Ultimately, I think that Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure fits better in the space than than Dragon Challenge did. It took up a lot of room and that being said, Hagrid's also takes up a lot of room, but it definitely provides a, an experience that I feel like more people enjoy than Dragon Challenge, uh, because even on our busiest days, Dragon Challenge was always slow. And that didn't mean that we were hitting capacity nonstop. That didn't mean that we were just really good at getting people through and the attraction was good at getting through people through. Yes, that that is the case, but there are more people who want to get on Hagrid's than there were trying to get on Dragon Challenge. But Universal fans also were very upset by the loss of Dragon Challenge because they lost two intense coasters that were completely different. And I think we are definitely getting back a little bit with the Jurassic World Velocicoaster. I don't know if it will be enough to make up for the fact that there was two roller coasters taken out, add in one family coaster and now one more intense coaster. But I feel like we're starting to get really close. And once they can address what what they need to with Toon Lagoon and also uh, the, the Lost Continent, I think maybe Islands of Adventure could be getting very close to to being a superior park again because when when I first started going to Universal back in 2011 2012 I really felt like Islands of Adventure was the superior park because of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Spider-Man, the Hulk, even even everything in Seuss Landing. It was just it was better than a lot that the studios had to offer, but once you add in Diagon Alley, the addition of Springfield USA, Transformers the Ride 3D, it just in everything since minus Fast and Furious and and Jimmy Fallon, those are those are not great, but pretty much everything they have added to the studios has been to refresh that park and make it more exciting. And I think they accomplished it and they they might have surpassed Islands a little too far, but Islands still had most of the best attractions at Universal Orlando. So you could still hold it up a little higher because of that. But overall, now we're going to add another spectacular attraction to Islands of Adventure. It's just going to be it's going to be another juggernaut for this park. So I am just beyond words excited about the Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Of course, I was excited before they officially announced it, but I'm happy that we can talk about it without even guessing what the name is, even though most people agree that it probably would be Velocicoaster. But now it's all out there in the open. And for anyone wondering what Rhino's thoughts are on it, he is terrified. He said that he will ride it solely because of this job and for work, but he is not happy about it. So that is that is your the opinion coming from Rhino about the Jurassic World Velocicoaster. And finally, I just want to talk briefly about Halloween at Universal Orlando Resort. Last week on the show, I talked about the test that happened with Halloween with the two daytime houses, Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives, as well as Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, and all the other uh, events that were happening with Halloween during that test. And I deemed that it was a successful test 
at Universal Orlando and predicted that it would be coming back. Everyone predicted it would be coming back. So I'm not trying to sit here saying that I'm Nostradamus and I I correctly predicted it. But ultimately, yes, Universal also saw it as a complete success. And days after I released the episode, they announced that it would be returning. We would have fall events at Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure. And basically, it already started this past weekend. So all of the Halloween events that they had during the seasonal testing, the trick-or-treating at Islands of Adventure for kids 12 and under, the Scarecrow Stock, the Skeleton Bar, and the two daytime houses, those officially relaunched on Saturday, September 26th, and then Sunday, September 27th. And Looking forward now to the future, they will become daily offerings starting October 3rd all the way through November 1st. So you will be able to come to Universal Studios Florida and experience those two houses during daytime park hours. Again, Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives, and Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. You'll be able to experience those right with your park admission. You can't get much better than that. And of course, all the other things I mentioned, those will also be available. It is really exciting. Rhino and I got to go back on Saturday, September 26th as part of a media experience, our first one since since COVID uh, shut down the parks. And, and it was very weird getting back into groups like that. But we were able to actually go to Universal and we were able to do the houses again. So we were able to do Revenge of the Tooth Fairy twice, as well as Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives twice. And we were lucky enough, actually, that we were able to film inside uh, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. And you can find our video of that over at youtube.com slash info. It is just highlights from inside the house. Universal did ask that we did not post full walkthroughs of the houses. And it, well, we weren't allowed to even film at all in Bride of Frankenstein Lives. That was cameras off in backpacks if you have them. Do not even try to attempt it. But inside inside Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, we were allowed to film on both uh, both runs through the house and get the best footage that we possibly could and share some of the highlights from it. So we, we cut that video together and it's available for you to watch now. So if you're not going to make it down for the Halloween season and you're afraid that maybe Revenge won't come back for Halloween Horror Nights next year, uh, you can go and watch it. Or if you don't care about spoilers, you can go and watch it as well, too. I think uh, our video is awesome it is it's definitely good it was good low light video and i i was able to i was able to uh get really wide because of the lens that i was using so not only do you get the scares themselves but you also uh get the scenery in there too and basically the way the houses are set up right now with the plexiglass scaring and groups having to social distance it's nearly impossible to go through the house and not hit every single scare that they have set up and designed for you, especially if you're by yourself. If you're a single person going through, you're going to get everything unless you just have really bad timing or or try to avoid it. Uh, if, if you move at, at a pace that is in line with everyone else, you are going to get every single scare. And so luckily for us, they had the houses packed. I don't believe any of the scare opportunities in the house 
impulses were left open. And because of that, it, it just, it really, really worked out for video. So we have a great, great, uh, piece of history now for Revenge of the Tooth Fairy and that time that Universal opened up two haunted houses with plexiglass in them and social distancing rules for for a strange Halloween event. So I love that. And I really wish that we were able to film Bride of Frankenstein Lives, but that just wasn't in the rules. And hopefully, you know, that house will stick around till next year when we're able to film it as part of the opening night media event. Maybe they invite us back later on to do it again, or we can work some strings with it, pull some strings with it and make it work out. But I would love to get that because I know a lot of people are asking to see it, and I really hope I'm able to. So the one thing I will report on, though, in terms of the house is... Revenge of the Tooth Fairy is just as awesome as it was during uh, the first weekend that it was it was open and available. It is a good house filled with a lot of scares, really awesome details, beautifully uh, beautifully crafted, really well done. I love it. I also appreciate the uh, the Universal Monsters Bride of Frankenstein Lives house a lot more. I understood the story much better now going through and really, really paid attention to the characters and and tried to take in as much as I could on my runs through that house. And the only problem I actually had with it wasn't to do with the sets being underwhelming or the scares being a little lackluster. My main problem was that uh, there was a lot of places where they just didn't have scare actors in the houses and uh, a I don't want to spoil it, but there's a big scare right at the end where there's a a double scare moment and one of the two weren't there. And I, I just, I just don't feel like that's a thing that should be happening right now when there are plenty of characters who would love to come back and be in these houses and have an opportunity to work. I feel like they should make sure that the two houses that are available are completely staffed with person scaring at every opportunity there is possible in those houses at all times. But that's just my take on it. I will absolutely be back as much as possible October 3rd through November 1st. I want to I want to uh, get in it as much as possible, and I will. And before I stop the Halloween talk, I just want to mention one other thing, too, with it, and that is that the circus peanut drink that we talked about on last week's show that I talked about that Rhino tried and I shared his review, it's no longer there. So they replaced that drink. Apparently, feedback was uh, not what they were looking for with that drink, or they tried it themselves and said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that we served this. Either way, it's gone. And I wish I had a picture in front of me of the new drink that replaced it. I know someone told me that it was one of the specialty drinks from last year's Halloween Horror Nights event. So uh, a familiar recipe. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's gone. So if you wanted the circus peanut, looks like you are out of luck. And that is all of the news right now for this week. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week's show, this news update on Universal Orlando Resort. I promise you that if you are a a visual YouTube watcher of our videos and not necessarily an audio listener, that you would have at least one video a week going up from Universal Orlando. And I am sorry. I know it hasn't happened this week yet. Honestly, Rhino and I were going to record a video showing off the Jurassic World Velocicoaster as well as uh, talking about Halloween at Universal Orlando again. 
but I forgot my MacBook Pro with me when we went to do the media event. And so I needed to get him back to his house and drop him off so he could start editing the video we shot inside the house extremely quickly and get it uploaded to the world. And because of that, we didn't film an in-park vlog. And then I ended up in the hospital on Sunday and was there overnight for, for a stay. And it's, don't, don't be concerned. It's, I'm, I am recovering from what, what got me in there and I, I will be fine. And, you know, just continue making lifestyle changes and other, other stress relieving elements. And I will be, I will be good, but yeah, I I was planning on getting to Universal either on Sunday or Monday, but that got completely shot out by what was happening with my body. And here we are now. So hopefully I'll have an update from the parks later on in the week. So you're getting the the first of the fun this week with the audio if if you're a listener and a watcher. And if you're a listener, then I'm hoping you're still enjoying uh, this kind of little bit more of a news format style and update versus what we were doing before. But again, we're going to keep tweaking and adjusting this as we go. So uh, just bear with me through this. And I do want to point out too, yes, I said that Rhino had to be dropped off by me because he rode in my car. So for our media event, we got to park backstage at Universal. And that was really cool. That was my first time ever getting to drive through one of the gates and parking backstage. But because of that, they only had limited room for cars. So he had to carpool with me. He was terrified. He wanted the windows down. He was afraid that I was going to spread something to him. It was great. I really, really loved scaring him in that way. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was quite the trip. So I don't know why I had to bring that up, but I, I feel like I feel like it was necessary. So that's why I threw it in. A little little bit of fluff talk going in there about about what our day was like there. But one thing I did want to mention right before we wrap up here is that I have to say thank you to uh, a couple of people out there. So uh, for the past couple episodes that I've been releasing, I've been asking you to finally really take it seriously when I say, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I mean, I, it's been part of my spiel now for as long as I can remember, probably since uh, since episode 21 or so of this show, I've been including it in, in some way, shape, or form, but I really started uh, asking you to take it a little bit more seriously a couple episodes ago, and I'm happy that, that some of you were actually uh, taking it seriously and leaving reviews for us on Apple Podcasts. So I wanted to take a, a couple seconds here to, to give you shout-outs to everyone who recently uh, left a review, and I can't, I can't actually uh, say your real names in this because, unfortunately, I don't necessarily have them. I'm just looking at at Apple Podcasts and and reading it off that way. But I see that LCP Jason, Bill Bud, Superfan Jr. and Shay Tay left us reviews, uh, positive five star reviews on Apple Podcasts, and of course, that is a huge help in getting other people to learn about our show. And I, I love reading these comments. I love reading these positive comments. So please, uh, if you do leave a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, I will see it. And I will be sure to thank you on this show for doing it. So I'm not begging you uh, to get a shout out by 
by leaving a review, but I absolutely would be more than happy to thank you on this show if you do leave a, a positive five-star review. So thank you very much to, again, LCP, Jason, Bill Budd, Superfan JR, and Shaytay, and all the others that have left us great five-star reviews and in any review that is at all in the past. So there's been, there's been many of you, there's been like 390 of you. So uh, that's awesome, but let's get that number up higher and let's make sure that more people get to learn about this show so they can get helpful information to help them plan a trip to Universal Orlando. Of course, if you need any extra information on planning your trip to Universal Orlando, you can head over to DizUnplugged.com. That is the home of our show notes page for this show and all the others on the Diz Unplugged podcast network. There you can find links to our social media channels, plus so much more. And if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, make sure you also subscribe to Diz Unplugged on YouTube by going to YouTube.com slash Diz Unplugged, hitting the subscribe button and then hitting the bell button so you get notified when we have new videos out about Universal or any of the other destinations that we cover on our YouTube channel. And also don't forget about youtube.com slash WDW info. That's where you'll find that Halloween Horror Nights, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, Maze video, as well as a whole bunch of other Universal Orlando and Walt Disney World videos and beyond that aren't necessarily us talking about it. You know, we have some news videos on there where we're we're giving the news, not our opinions on it, but we have lots of videos just of what it would be like if you were in the parks without our faces all over it. So please go there, subscribe, and enjoy the content we have for you there. And again, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Please subscribe to us there, rate and review us, leave us a nice positive five-star review. I will thank you on the show if you do it. I hope I don't need that incentive, but again, I will put it out there. And if you are listening to us on Spotify, on Google Play, on Amazon Podcasts, on Stitcher, please make sure you are subscribed to us as well, too, so you get the, the latest episodes as they come out. And that is it for this episode now officially. So thank you to everyone for taking time to listen to this. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something useful out of it. And I will see you again next week with another episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. Disunplugged.